After having a break from work, spending time with loved ones, and just slowing down on life, you might be feeling a little more inspired to set clear intentions for 2024. So let's use that momentum. Welcome to the Slow Down Time podcast. I'm Van Anne, a second generation Vietnamese Australian on my journey away from being the busy and stressed out primary school teacher into a slower, more present version of myself. This podcast is here to help you rediscover what it is you want and to begin letting go of cultural pressure to rush through life. Yes, you'll question your identity, your life decisions, and begin trusting yourself to fully live with intention. I'm so excited to be your host and to walk you through this journey. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to 2024 and welcome back to the podcast. Do you notice that you feel the most inspired and motivated at the end of the year or at the beginning of a new year? It just feels like a fresh start, right? I feel like it's because you're actually able to have a proper rest, have time away from work, from traveling, or maybe you are traveling, or you're spending time with loved ones and just doing things that you enjoy and slowing down on life because most doors are actually closed, that you are just spending time eating, preparing for the next meal, or just planning out the year and just having all these ideas of what you want to do, just generally having a good time. This is the time when you might be the most inspired, that you might feel the most hopeful for this coming year because of all the things and all the potential that you might have for the new year. And I find that this is the time of the year that in between the season, between the end of the year and the beginning of a new one, where I actually want to sit down and intentionally select a few areas of my life to focus on for the next few months. And that is when I actually have the time for it. When most people are off for a break for work, or at least if you are working, it's a bit more quiet because people are traveling overseas, interstate, or they are just spending time at home. So it might be more quiet in most jobs. So with this episode, I want to share the exact process that I have used this time around for reflecting on my year and intentionally selecting just a few certain areas to focus my time and energy on in the new year. And this used to be a whole tedious process for me where I dreaded planning things out, but I've simplified everything so much that it's so easy to do and it really gets you to be thoughtful about what you want to spend your time on. Because I used to have all of these mini goals across all these areas of my life that I struggled to make meaningful progress across all of them. And I had all these high hopes for doing all these grand things, but never got around to doing them because I did a little bit here and a little bit there, and I didn't work on this one at all. So using this process, you're selecting one to three main areas of your life, but this doesn't mean that you're neglecting all the other areas of your life that you also want to grow in or make progress in. It just means that you're putting those select areas, those select a few areas, top of mind. So you're keeping that at the forefront of your mind whenever you are making big decisions or deciding how to spend your time. 
And overall, this just helps to reduce the pressure that you place on yourself to make huge progress in all the other areas. Because that's what I found was one of my big struggles is the fact that I wanted to do everything. And sometimes I still get the urge to do that, but I'm not giving in to that temptation because it is so unrealistic. And it's definitely not something that is achievable, especially within the next few months or the next year. So I've shared this resource before. It was called the self-reflection tool, but I have completely jazzed it up and changed it completely. I played around with it. I've tested it out. I've added some more guidance into it and I've tweaked it to make it more easy to follow through. It's a completely free PDF resource that comes with seven days of email support for you to start working on your goals with momentum, especially now when you're riding that wave of excitement, of new possibilities, of this potential to achieve great things next year. Doesn't mean that you can't, but sometimes there are things that come up in life, especially when you start getting back into the swing of things, that it kind of just falls to the wayside. So with this, you get seven days of email support to help you build on that momentum so that you can continue working on the things that you've really dreamt about or have been really intentional about. It is called Set Your Intentions. How obvious is that? (laughs) So you can download it now and set your intentions along with me or see how I use it personally and complete yours after. So with this episode, I want to share how I personally use this for myself because I've designed everything in the way that works for me. And hopefully that works for you as well, or at least inspires you to change it up and make it work for yourself. So through this, I'm going to be showing you how I do it on paper because I like doing things with pen and paper. And I'm going to test the setup here. I've got another camera on the side showing you a bird's eye view of me writing and I've also got this view so you can just journal along with me or reflect and set your intentions along with me. So if you do want to download it right now or download it later, it is linked in the show notes and it's called Set Your Intentions. So let's start. So with the new year, I like to use this time wisely and when I have some downtime, which Raymond is out right now running some errands. I have decided to do this now and it is something that I don't want to do when I'm really busy because then I'm not really in the right frame of mind and I'm really feeling the pressure to just get it done. Whereas right now it's kind of that in-between phase where it's a bit more quiet and I have a bit more time for myself. I'm off from work for now. I'm back next week, but It is time for myself just to get through this next few months with intention and being more thoughtful about how I want to spend my time and who I'm going to spend that time with. So let's start off with reflecting on your life first. Before you even start setting your intentions, let's do a quick reflection. Now, this is a really simple way that I've designed to reflect on your life, which is just a simple scoring system. And you can use this to guide you when you go through the next six steps of setting your intentions. So hopefully I'm going to show you on the screen. I haven't quite figured it out yet, but I will look into it. But I'm also recording 
where I'll insert some clips of me actually doing this. So I have chosen different areas of your life. You may have other things. You might um, have some that aren't related to some of these. Then it's up to you. Apply it to your life. But this is just a scoring system where it says, how satisfied do you feel in each of these areas? Basically, one being very dissatisfied and 10 being very satisfied. And if it's not applicable, just disregard it. Instructions are at the top, so easy for you to follow along. For a lot of this video, I'm going to be looking down and writing things on my reflection sheet. So I've separated this into different categories. So the first is health and fitness. And these are in no way ordered at all. This is just what I thought of. And I just ran along with it. So it's not going by order of importance. So with health and fitness, I've broken it up into different areas within that. I'm going to mark sleep as an eight. You can tick it. I'm just going to circle it. Doesn't really matter. And exercise. I'm going to say... I was okay with that. I kind of stuck to a routine, but that's kind of loosened a little bit with me starting my new job. And with food and hydration, I'm going to say six just because I've been slacking off on the water department. <laughs> and if you know me well, water is not one of my strengths, drinking water that is. And my energy levels, I'm going to say overall that's a seven just because my sleep is pretty good. I have been exercising and I have been eating mostly home-cooked meals. Um, yeah, so energy levels, I would say seven. With finances, budgeting. I didn't really have a budget for last year, so I'm just going to cross that out. I don't really like to set strict budgets because it just really depends on the month and I just spend within my limits. With expenses, I'm going to say an eight because I don't really spend that much. I mean, I go through seasons, right? There are seasons where I'm like, oh, let's get this and this and this. And of course, Christmas. But for the majority of the year, I don't really spend too much on unnecessary things. And with savings, I'm going to say six just because probably I didn't really have a budget. But I'm going to say that's purely because I didn't really work that much as in I started my job only a few like months ago. So my savings aren't that great, just purely in terms of numbers. And reducing debt, I would say seven because a home loan doesn't ever really reduce, <laughs> especially with the interest rates. But we've been doing a pretty good job with that, with hex and everything. Relationships, family, I'm going to say seven. Pretty good. I mean, of course, there's always more to grow. Friends, I'm going to say that's a little bit lower. I think friends was a bit lower on my priority list this year just because I prioritize family more. And of course, I had a few people that I saw quite regularly, but I didn't really reach out to people consistently. I'll say that. Partner, I would say pretty good. I'll say that's seven. Our life hasn't changed too much, but it has slowed down quite a lot since we got married. So that's pretty good. All right. The next one, 
These are the other areas. Career, I would say work-life balance, seven, pretty good. Obviously, that's something that I'm quite intentional about. And career satisfaction, I would say five, just because obviously building a business isn't easy, but it's just I've taken so many turns from that, that sometimes it's not really where I want to go. So I'll have to see where that leads in 2024. But career satisfaction right now with my job, I mean, I don't think I'll be doing that forever. I'm seeing it more as a temporary thing. So it's okay. I mean, I'm not completely dissatisfied. I'll say I'm more neutral right now. Spirituality purpose, I would say seven. Pretty clear with that. And especially with having a group of people who just share similar values is really important to me, but there's always room to grow there. With gratitude, I would say six. I think having more work-life balance helped me to be more grateful for that as well. I had time to think about that. Just appreciate my life more. Personal growth and learning. All right. So personal character, I would say kind of seem like the purpose. It kind of links together. I'm pretty clear in who I am and my strengths, characteristics that I want to nurture in myself. And continuous learning, I'm going to say that's a nine because I'm always learning. And as a teacher, you are fostering lifelong learners in kids, in the youth. And that's something that I really value as well. Just learning things all the time. It doesn't have to be taking in textbooks of information and knowledge, but more about just having interests learning about things that are relevant to me and applying that in my life where that's applicable. All right, so the home environment. Now I added this category in because I feel like this is such a sacred place to me. It is somewhere that I love to be and I want to feel cozy in and I love watching DIY, home DIY stuff where people actually make over their space, make it into somewhere that they love being and love having people in. And that's one of my goals in the future, to host more. So the vibe, I didn't know what else to call this. I call it the vibe. I'm going to say an eight, just because we are not going to be living here permanently, but I feel pretty comfortable with where we are at and our space right now. Functionality, I'm going to say an eight as well, because obviously making your house all pretty and everything would look great. But if it's not functional, there's no point. And the last category is hobbies and leisure. So pursuing interests, I'm going to say eight. I just realized, just bear with me that the paper, the sheet that I'm using is not that great because my printer is running out of toner, but that is fine. I can see it and hopefully you can see it as well. Pursuing interests, travel, I'm going to say eight. I'm not a huge travel person. What do you call that? (laughs) I don't know. Well, I don't always have the urge to go traveling to like overseas or I would much rather explore around our area here or just going to quiet places, more in the countryside or somewhere that's more relaxing, more chill. So I actually think we've done a bit of that 
even though we didn't go too many places, but I'm quite happy with that. So looking at both of my reflections, there are two pages of that, and I can see certain areas that are a bit lower than others. And that's totally fine because I didn't prioritize all of this last year, clearly, and I don't want you to either. So there are some things that are a bit lower on the list, but if there are things that you straight out can see that you want to work on, go ahead, use that for the next few pages of the resource. But I'll guide you through those anyway. So I'm going to keep this to the side where I can see it because I'm going to use this to do the other parts. So step one after you do your reflection is to actually set your intentions. And I've decided what works best for me. It's not something super complicated, but basically to select a word or three words max to reflect your intention for the next few months. Could be the next year. You could reuse the same words again. But these words are just the the main, what do you call this? This is just the theme of the year. I've added some words at the bottom here that you can use if you can't think of your own, or this is just to inspire you to then think of some of your own. You can use these, but feel free to use whatever comes to mind for you. So I'm thinking of two words to set my intention for the year, and I'm going to write them in this box. The first one is trust. I feel like this year was one of the most trying years for me in terms of my self-trust. As in, I know who I am, I know what I stand for and my values, but something that I definitely need help with was trusting in the decisions that I've made in terms of coaching, in terms of making a huge career change. This year was the most time off that I've had from work and it just got me spiraling and thinking about, oh my gosh, did I make the right decision? Should I go back? And things aren't working out on the coaching side as much as I'd hoped. And it just made me not trust in how things are supposed to happen, the divine timing of things and trust in my own wisdom of how I want my life to go. So trust is something I really want to nurture in 2024. And my next word is going to be generous. I've been thinking a lot about myself in this past year that I want to focus a bit more outwardly in 2024. And that is just to be more generous, be more giving. It doesn't have to be in physical, tangible materials, but it could be in my time. It could be just having the, the right energy, being the right headspace for me when I'm spending time with other people so I can really give them everything I've got. So being generous and trust, those are two things that I want to really nurture. And then from there, the next step is to select your focus areas. I've got like everything just laid out right here, but I've got to show you my hot chocolate. It's a bit warm today, but it's a bit cloudy and rainy so I made a little hot chocolate just been sitting here for a while and I completely forgot about it so select your focus areas now this is where you really narrow things down 
not just doing everything and anything that you can, whatever you have time for, which is what I used to do. But here you are looking at just identifying the areas that you want to focus on and what areas in particular under each one. Because if your if your focus area is your health and fitness, then obviously that could be anything, right? It could be your sleep. It could be your diet. It could be your uh, mental well-being. It could be resting. Whatever that is, it's everything that encompasses health and fitness. So with this, I want you to be more selective with your specific goals. Now, I want to insert a picture here of some of the areas that I've listed and certain goals that you could have for each one. So if you need a bit of guidance, then that is there for you. These are the things that you reflected on in your life, those categories, or you can select your own or create your own as well. So there is no right or wrong answer here. So for my focus areas, these are very personal to you, but I'm going to share mine. And this is a very good insight into my own values here. So the first one I'm going to write is having a spiritual practice. Now, this is number one for me, just because I kind of felt a bit disconnected this year in 2023. (laughs) I should have told you that I'm recording this on 27th of December. One of the last days of December, because I really like to get ahead of planning things and I go back to work on the second. So I wanted to do this now. So when I say this year, I'm talking about 2023. So having a spiritual practice is one of my focus areas for 2024. And even though in my reflection, I mentioned my purpose for gratitude, it was seven and six. It wasn't too bad, I would say, but it's something that I want to grow more of in these next few months. So there are some prompts to help you select these focus areas. And I've thought about what would you like to continue working on more? So that's something that that is really important to me that I want to focus on. So having a spiritual practice. And my next one is my relationships. Just laughing because my handwriting is not that great. But relationships. And in particular, I'm talking about my family and friends. So I'm being more specific underneath my focus areas so that I'm not targeting everything within that bucket because that is a lot to work on. So those are my two focus areas and my specific goals within that. The next step from there, once you figure out your focus areas, This is something that I found really helpful for me, which I've added in step number three, which is to choose your guiding statements. Because a lot of the goal setting stuff that I've seen and that I've actually done myself through other resources is that it goes from your goal straight to your plan of action. And then that's it. This is more about your mentality behind it, your thought behind it. Why is this important to you? So your guiding statements. What I wrote on the page is these guiding statements refer to your foundational beliefs about your focus areas. And I want you to write them below. So my focus areas are spirituality and relationships. So within each one, I'm going to write a guiding statement that will lead me 
to take action within that specific area. So the first one, I'm going to write spirituality here. And I'm going to write that I am grounded in myself so that my actions and thoughts are aligned with my values. And if you've been around on Instagram for a while, you know I talk about being aligned with your values a lot because it's something that's really important to me. There's no point in just doing things just because you want more money. But if there's a stronger connection to that, then it is so much easier to follow through and live your life the way that is authentic to you. That is my guiding statement that will kind of recenter myself when I'm a bit more lost on this and I forget to work on this goal. And for relationships, I'm going to say I love cultivating, struggling to write here because of the tripod leg. My desk is just, I don't know how people do this because I'm struggling with all the tech here. I love cultivating meaningful and supportive relationships. So I'm going to underline meaningful and supportive actually because I don't mind meeting people for the first time and just being, being becoming acquainted with someone. But what I want to focus on this year is cultivating meaningful and supportive relationships. So really deepening those bonds with people that I already know, my friends and my family or people that I don't see very often, but I would love to see more often. So those are my guiding statements. If you are struggling with this because it might be new to you, have a look through the next few pages of the resource because I give you some examples for each category. And of course, tweak it to fit you and add more, take away, combine some of them, whatever you need to do that fits your train of thought. So that's your guiding statements. Step four is to identify your purpose. Because as I mentioned before, why you have chosen these focus areas and these goals is so important to pull you through during those times when you are struggling to keep that up. You are struggling with your habits or maintaining that or working towards those goals. So reminding you of your purpose, having the guiding statements, those will help you come back to it when you're feeling a little bit more lost. So your purpose, why did I choose to focus on my spirituality and why am I focusing on relationships? I'm going to write just some dot points here. So spirituality, I just want to have more peace of mind. I want to feel less stressed. Just notice how I'm being quite specific here. And they are things that 
are relevant to me. It's not like, oh, I want to be more mindful. I want to be more present. No, this this is for me personally, because I find that when I trust in the timing and the process of how things are going to work out, I have more peace of mind that I feel less stressed because I'm not putting so much pressure on my abilities and what I'm capable of doing. But it's more that if it works out, great. If it doesn't work out, I can keep working on it. Maybe there are things I need to learn. I want to appreciate life more. I find that I've been in that mindset of being busy, doing things and trying to make progress in my business that I'm not really appreciating life as much. And I think with this, I'm going to have all these things that I wrote and I'm going to find more meaning in what I'm doing. So that's why I've chosen spirituality because really it's about my mental state and my physical state as well, but mostly mental. Yeah, I'm feeling good about that. And with relationships, why this is important to me, it's because I've realized that I gain the most joy from spending time, quality time with loved ones. So if you're like, just yesterday I was at my mum's for um, a late Christmas unboxing day and it was just fun, you know, like with my cousins, with my family, we were like having a good time, laughing, having meaningful conversations and just having these shared experiences with people. I'm going to write that down actually. Shared experiences with people just kind of create those memories, create those bonds. You can make jokes about things, but you can also have time for those meaningful conversations, like really getting to know someone better, especially when giving each other gifts, right? You don't want to give a gift that somebody wouldn't like. And I think having great relationships, it makes life more meaningful. As you can see, there's a theme here with meaning, meaningful and positive. I'm at that stage of my life where I'm not just out purely to have fun. That is obviously just a byproduct of spending time with people and doing things that I love and with people who I love, but it is more than that. Not only just about having fun. I mean, every once in a while I will, but I am past that. Okay. I'm almost 30. Can't believe it. Relationships also provides shared purpose. So I'm talking more about my friends here where our intentions when we spend time together is different than what it used to be. And I just want that sense of community. sense community is that feeling where you belong to a group right in year 12 I actually focused on the theme of belonging and at that time I actually didn't feel like I belonged fully because I also wasn't fully myself I wasn't authentic to myself but now I feel like I have a great group of people who I'm surrounded by 
my family, my friends. So I just want to create that community where I'm surrounded by people who I love, but also love me and support me and that we check in on each other regularly and we have that kind of support system. I want to write that down, actually. Because that's something that I really want, especially over the past couple of years where you realise how important relationships are with your sanity, with your health, with your well-being. A support system is always great, but it's something that I've lacked growing up and now it's something I want to nurture. So that is my purpose. There are some prompts to guide you down here. But now the last step that I'm going to do is to plan my strategy. So this is how I'm going to follow through with my focus areas and with my goals. My focus area areas that I mentioned before was spiritual, which is having a spiritual practice and relationships. So focusing on my family and friends. And the strategy here is more about the action. So how will you do? How I've edited this since. So, <laughs> what will you do to show growth in this focus area? There are some prompts here to guide you, but the thing is, I don't want to give you examples of exactly what to do because I want this to be open ended. I want you to think about realistically in your life how does this show up in your life? How could this be achieved? How would you feel successful in this? So with this spiritual practice, I'm just going to jot down some things that I will do less of or that I want to do more of and how would I incorporate this into my life in a realistic and achievable way. So you can follow the SMART goals if you like, but I don't think everything needs to be followed in that strict way. Everything has to tick boxes. But how I want to do this is to have a spiritual practice, I guess that's the first thing. So what would it involve? I'm not just going to say have a spiritual practice and then that's it. And when it comes to it, I don't know what that actually is. So I'm going to say there are some ideas that I could follow just to have something in mind. So for example, I can do some deep breathing. I could do some meditation. I could do some reading. We can read anything that is inspirational or is like in the self-development kind of area. Um, I could journal. And I could pray, whatever this looks like for you. It could be things that you are thinking, things that you're doing, things that you say. It doesn't have to be or like action-based. So that is what I would do. What I want to do less of with this is, because I want to incorporate this in the morning, I want to wake up at the time that I set. So whether that be 6 a.m. or a bit earlier than that, because lately I put my alarm at 6 and then I get up at like 6.30, <laughs> which especially in summer, it's not as hard to wake up. 
But one thing that I need to do better or be better at is sleep earlier because I've been sleeping a bit later, like 11, 12, considering waking up at six, that's like six hours, seven hours, you know, and I actually, for me personally, I need probably like closer to eight hours. So that's something that I want to do and I want to keep my routine short. So how I'm going to do that is just in the morning, it's part of my three M's actually, part of my mindfulness part of my three M's um, morning routine, that's what it's called, where I might go through some of these, one of them at least, and then if I have more time and if I feel like it, I can do more. But I'm going to keep that short so that it's easy to be consistent with. So that's my strategy for having a spiritual practice. And I did leave an extra page for this because I know that this does require a bit more space to write everything down. And with family and friends, I'm going to say spend more quality time together with them. So how I will do that is I'm going to reach out and check in on them regularly. Or, you know, send memes or send a reel to them. <laughs> uh, just show them that I'm thinking of them and it's a great conversation starter. I'm going to try to host dinner or lunch more at my place. And the difficulty is in the fact that I live in a granny flat and I only have room for like six people at the table. So that is the challenge, but doesn't mean I can't do it. Small groups that we find or we sit on the floor. That is also fine. Um, just hang out with people more. With family and friends. It could just be a chill thing. It doesn't have to be a full calendar itinerary. It could just be, hey, you free? Let's come over. Well, I'm going to bring some food and we can have lunch. And then that could be it. Or if you want, we could extend that a bit longer. So hang out with friends and family. I want to be more spontaneous. And if you know me, I am the opposite of spontaneous. I'm occasionally spontaneous, but not very often at all. So I want to be a bit better with that. And maybe I could have weeknights and weekends free. Of course, that's not always the case. I will usually have plans on the weekends, but having some empty space on the weekend would be great because then I can be more spontaneous. I can just be like, hey, I'm free. I can do that. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, let me write some ideas down because there's no set time frame for this. I just want to, depends on how I feel, depends on what's going on with work and everybody else's schedules as well. So this one, it's not only dependent on me, but some things we could do, for example, we could go for like walks, maybe like coastal walks or a walk to, in a park. Um, we can go hiking. I want to do more of that. We can do movie nights. 
did that with my my siblings last year or this year. I can't remember. And it was pretty fun. We just brought like a dish and then we watched the movie. So yeah, um, we can do board games. Or we can do escape rooms. I love doing escape rooms. Quite pricey hobby, but yeah. We can basically just go to events or do. My writing is slowly getting messier and messier. Do activities together. I think that's basically it. Having specific ideas of what we can do makes it a bit easier when I'm playing that out. So that is my strategy. It's not too complicated. It's not going to be a lot of work that I won't actually be able to do it. So the last step in this set your intentions resource is to be in the right headspace. Now, this is about continuing that momentum because there will be times when you don't feel like it. There will be times when you are too tired to go out and to follow through with the things that you've listed here. But it's not about doing things perfectly. And that's what I want to remind you of through the email support, which I think will be really helpful for those of you who struggle with doing some of those things on your own and just feeling like you let yourself down, that you haven't followed through and done what you said you were going to do, that you didn't commit. There have been so many things that I have learned through my Duolingo journey. And these are all to do with building habits and making it achievable, making it fun, making it meaningful. And so with the email support, it starts three days after when you first download this resource, when I first email that to you, and it's going to be for seven days. So you get seven days of different tips with a short video of how you can stay in the right mindset. So that is basically the resource. And I've made it all quite simple. I've left space for you. And once I figure out how to add the text box, Um, and edit that through my PDF editor thing where you can actually type it, then you can actually use the digital resource as well. But I like doing it on paper, paper and pencil, paper and pen, whatever you want to use. I think it's so straightforward, so easy. You're guided through the whole process and I hope that's really helpful. So if you want to download this free resource called Set Your Intentions, then the link will be in the show notes where you can click on that and download it. And you'll get the PDF email to you and you'll get seven days of email support as well. I literally got this idea like a week ago and I was like, okay, I want to do this. How can I do it? And how can I make it work for me and hopefully everybody else as well? So give me a feedback. I would love to know how it helps you or any other changes that need to be made to it. But yeah, go download the resource and let me know how you go. Remember that you're a human being, not a human doing. I'll chat to you in the next episode. Bye. It would mean so much to me if you were to follow the podcast on Spotify and give it a five-star rating. To do this, search the Slowdown Time podcast on the Spotify app and it should be right under the description. Thank you so much.